Welcome to Flawed and Free Podcast. This is the place where we save souls and set the captives free from spiritual bondage in deliverance and spiritual warfare. My name is Apostle Tina, and our mission is to help you win the warfare in your life by equipping you to sever spiritual strongholds, break generational curses, and find freedom from your now to your next. Join our community of freedom fighters through transparency to transformation in Christ Jesus. Make sure you go now, like, subscribe, and share. God bless. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to a flawed and free podcast. And we are here for Thursday night tea and testimony. I have friends with me uh, of the flawed and free ministry team. So tonight we are preparing to talk to all of you guys about deliverance um, and have a Q&A tonight. So we'll give people an opportunity to come in and say hello. Tell us who, where you're coming in from. Take a moment, please to tag and tell a friend, like, subscribe, and share to this broadcast and or podcast. If you're listening on our digital media devices and or streaming sources through Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts at, please now make sure that you subscribe here. Um, we have good times here. We talk to and speak to deliverance and um, helping people to be set free from demonic oppression and bondage in Jesus name. So um, we are excited to have our discussion tonight as our source. And one of the main things that we um, do here in this ministry is we move in the ministry of deliverance. And so um, there isn't a a ministry of deliverance or deliverance ministry that's coined, but um, we do carry out the commission of Christ Jesus um, through casting out demons, healing the sick, as he has called every single believer to do in the earth. And so we are partnered here within this ministry and with those in this community um, and the freedom fighters all over the world to assist, to support, to be co-laborers um, in the realm of the spirit, to help people to see their freedom. And so you're never too flawed to be set free. You're never too flawed to be set free. And so some people stay stuck and stagnant um, and stuck in the mud of their mind in different and various areas of their life because they've prayed or they've tried to see or seek breakthrough through God. And for some reason, they seem to continuously hit barriers and, and things they can't seem to overcome. And they're trying to figure out, you know, where the breach is, where the hindrance is, what is stopping them. And most, you know, honestly, people get frustrated. They get fatigued with the fight um, and the war and just not knowing how to properly seek the face of the Father, how to partner with the Holy Spirit, and how to seek out deliverance for their life. So um, we're here to answer some questions as each of these young ladies have been trained up um, in this ministry and they partner here. If you've had deliverance here already, you probably recognize some of these faces or you've seen them um, online with some of our prayer calls. They are part of the Flawed and Free um, Deliverance Ministry team. And so we are posturing ourselves 
all the time to meet the needs of many, um, not just within the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, but all over the world. We meet and we help people globally. Um, and so we do virtual deliverance um, and we can meet you online. We usually do it through Zoom, our one-to-one -one deliverances um, through Zoom. And we've helped people all over in Africa and the UK and the Netherlands and Canada, um, so many other places in which we have administered um, deliverance virtually. And then if you are local to the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, um, we will come to you. We will come to you and we will partner with you in receiving your deliverance. Okay. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's on the minds and the hearts of those that are coming on tonight. I want to shout out everyone as you come on. Don't forget to share this broadcast tonight. Share it to whatever platform you're watching from. Shout out to those that are on TikTok that are coming on. I want you to make sure that you enlist your questions there. We'll try to get to all of them. It's hard for me looking at two or three platforms. So our moderators will do their best to assist um, with questions. You may have to re-ask a question. Um, if we're able to get to it, I will get to it. Um, and we'll do our best to kind of travel through the comments. So this is interactive. This is engaging. We want to have conversation, though we can't see your faces. So we will be relying on your conversation tonight in the chat. So feel free to blow up the chat. Feel free to text and make sure that uh, we're able to see whatsoever, whatever it is that you're asking. Uh, we may not cover every single question tonight, but we'll do our very best to get to as many of them as we possibly can within this hour. So hello, hello. I want to say hello to the community for those that I can see. Let me say hello back to you. I don't know you're there watching if you don't say hi um, in the chat. So I see Valerie Jones, if you're still there. Good Good evening, Valerie. Hello, Amber, Tanisha. Good evening, beautiful women of God. Kay all day. Hi, Kay. How are you? Janelle Barraza. Good afternoon. Good evening, sister. Sierra, Deborah Sylvester. Good evening. Good evening. And, and as you guys are coming in, hello, Essence Mom. <laughs> I see your mom in there. Um, hello. H how you doing, Mom? Kayla. Hello, Kayla. How are you? Thank you for your testimony about deliverance here tonight. Um, yes, thank you. Thank you for your testimony, Kayla. Good to see you, Kayla. Nakisha Harris, how are you, Nicole? Nikki May, hi, how are you, Nikki? Mr. Looks like Gillard. I, I can't, I don't know how to pronounce your first name, so I don't want to mess that up. Okay, so blessings to you, blessings. Apostle Ron, hey, Apostle, how are you? Good to see you. I see some. Some, of, some people, oh, Dr. Casilda, thank you for holding down TikTok. Glory be to God. May grace abound upon you, my sister. Thank you. Miss Courtney Cakes, how are you? Bianca, um, and all of you that are coming. I think we've done enough. Hi, Bree. How are you? Good to see you tonight. And so I, I see some of the Freedom Fighters coming in and chiming in here tonight. So let's get into what we came here for. Okay. So we're here to have 
um, a Q&A discussion on deliverance. And I'm not quite sure exactly where we're going to start tonight. And so we're going to flow with the Holy Ghost. Please feel free, ladies, if there's something that you want to want to speak to or make mention to um, that you have people have frequently asked of you. Um, and so we'll go ahead and get started with the deliverance questions now. I know one thing that um, I definitely want to address about deliverance is deliverance is not just a one-time thing. I know sometimes people think that, oh, I'm just going to sign up. I'm going to get deliverance and that's it. I'm going to be able to go back to doing what I was doing before or I'll just be able to continue my life. My life will be um, just, you know, it'll be cured. Like it's just a one-time kind of cure to whatever they're experiencing and or going through in their life. And so I know that deliverance has become a bit of a fad. It has become um, here, you know, lately. I, I didn't know what deliverance was. I had never seen deliverance. I wasn't raised in deliverance. I wasn't, I'd never gone to a deliverance church. I'd never experienced face-to-face deliverance. I didn't know what it looked like. I knew nothing about it. So the Lord told me about deliverance. Um, and he actually took me to the book of Exodus. So I do recall when um, Flawed and Free was established and he began to speak to me about um, what he would have me to do. The first thing he spoke to me about was the podcast. So for those that don't know, um, you're actually watching that right <laughs> in a, right, right now. Um, and so we have it in audio form and video form as well. And so the Lord told me that he wanted me to start a podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I had zero clue, had never heard of a podcast, didn't know how to start one. Um, and so I had to enlist the help of the Holy Spirit as I am doing to the present day and with everything that um, that God has me doing in this day, in this life. So the podcast was the thing that came first. And so now we have this huge kingdom conglomerate um, and now multiple entities that we are establishing and building and God is breathing upon. He's expanding us in so many ways. And so now this is why you see all of these young ladies that are here now. I never imagined um, that God would go as far as he's gone thus far. Um, and the plan and the vision that he's given us in the future is pretty massive. So keep us lifted in prayer. But I was saying that the Lord had sent me to the book of Exodus and in the book of Exodus to begin to study and read about deliverance. Right. And I didn't know that it had a name. I remembered studying the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. And at the time when I initially read and even several times thereafter, I still didn't see the word deliverance in there. Right. So, <laughs> so I didn't know that what was happening as the, the chosen ones, the people of Israel, as Moses was called to set them free from the bondage and the oppression of the enemy, i.e. Pharaoh in that time, that that is what deliverance was. Um, and so it wasn't until later and I didn't get it at first. I'm like, okay, God's got me studying and researching out of, out of, out of Exodus. And he began to tell me that he wanted me to be a pioneer in the area of spiritual warfare. I understood that. I understood that. I was like, okay, I, I believe I know what spiritual warfare is, but not really about the, the ministry of deliverance, what that looks like. And so he began to unfold that over time. Okay. So just as the Lord unfolded the mystery of deliverance to me in and by the word of God, as he began to have me study in the book of the, of Exodus, it played itself out in my own life 
first before I was able to partner and demonstrate um, with him to help others. And so I knew nothing. I didn't take a class. I didn't take a course. I have not, I didn't have a pastor at the time, um, a covering. This is pretty a popular conversation here lately, coverings and spiritual fathers and mothers. I had none of that. No spiritual mother, no spiritual father, no church, no covering, no nothing. Just me and the Holy Ghost. Me and the Holy Ghost and my Bible. And um, so therefore, nonetheless, God began to progressively reveal this ministry to me and also the ministry that he had called me to um, for the commission and the mandate on my life. So this was a very rapid thing, but it did unfold over a course of time. So one of the things I really like to, to share with people is that, this, that the experience of deliverance is not a one-time thing. You don't read your Bible one time and receive deliverance. You don't pray a prayer one time and receive deliverance. It is a progressive function. And as you go from receiving the spirit of God, as you go from receiving the Holy Ghost, receiving the Lord Jesus Christ, and then over the process from justification to um, a process of purification, sanctification in this process is where deliverance is right is right there somewhere in the middle so a lot of us have experienced wilderness seasons just like the children of Israel did um, as they were in the wilderness they had escaped the slavery and the bondage um, and the oppression of Pharaoh but they were there a lot longer than they were supposed to be I think some of you can identify with being somewhere longer than you want to be right you've come out of one space and you're on your way to the next and somewhere in the middle you get stuck, right? Or you feel stuck or you feel like there's more and you just don't know how to grasp and, and take a hold of what God has for you in your future. And so you become a wanderer in the wilderness, just like the children of Israel. And so this is the same as for them. Though that trip was supposed to be short, some of them never made it into the promised land and some did um, as, as the word of God has shown us and told us, but there are many of us that have died here in the earth, right? We have friends and family members and people that have never come into the fruition and the fullness of God into entering into what they were positioned and postured and placed in the earth to do. And they have not truly and fully identified their identity in Christ. And so you are moving in a place or you're stuck in a place because you don't know how to go from your now to your next. And so this ministry is a part of your journey from your now to your next. It is an ongoing process. It is an ongoing thing. And so you may experience lots of deliverance multiple times throughout your life in prayer, through reading the word, through meditating on the word, through fasting, and so much more. So we're ready for questions. Um, I'm going to um, pause here for a moment. I have other, some others here that are with me um, that work in the ministry, if one of them would like to come up and speak to their process or speak to um, a question that you have deemed or seen people have um, in the past that you want to address, whether it be for yourself or for others. And we'll be taking those questions here in the comments. If there aren't any comments, I will sign out and I will see y'all <laughs> next Tuesday because I am here for you. 
I am here for you. This is now the time that I email DM. This is the time y'all got me in front of you. And you not just have me, but you have some other ladies of the ministry who also have some experience in this area of deliverance. So let's get it. What y'all got? I ain't seen them pop up yet. I'll hand it over to Janelle. I'll hand it over to Janelle and see if there's anything you want to add to what I have begun to discuss. Because I didn't come just to teach. I can teach about deliverance a number of days, but this is a Q and A. So questions, questions, questions. Go ahead. I think one question that I, I've heard is definitely, um, is it a one-time thing? Is it a one and done? Uh, we also hear about things like drive-through deliverance where you come, get delivered, and then you, you're on your way, right? I think one thing I wanted to mention, and it's interesting that the Holy Spirit had you reading Exodus and the children of Israel, because we know that they didn't just cross the Red Sea and end up in the promised land, that it definitely mm -hmm. was a journey. And even when we think about when they got to the promised, man, the promised land, they still had to contend. Yes. There was still land. There was still territory. Giant. There were still giants. There were people in the land. So even after their deliverance from Egypt, God was still preparing them to contend and to continue to walk into the promise, which in which means they had to go through warfare again. And so I even think about like, you know, deliverance being a journey and a process for me. I thought it was a one and done. Mm -hmm. um, I got my deliverance in this ministry. Um, by the grace of God. And after that day, I remember waking up and I felt so much freer. I felt so much lighter. But then I was like, okay, God, what next? And he, he began to reveal to me, okay, now it's time for you to step into your process. So now that you have a clear mind, now that you can hear me, now that I'm laying out the steps of what you're supposed to do, you still have territory to contend for. There's still your family coming up behind you. There's your generations. There's your children that haven't been born yet. And so the process is not over. It's never going to be over as long as we're on this earth. We're always going to be contending for the promises of God. And so deliverance is a big part of that. And so I just wanted to mention that from what you said. It's, it's very important to know that it's not a one and done. Amen. Amen. Definitely, definitely. I, while we're speaking on the one and done, I can respond to that. Um, someone, um, I think there's a couple of questions we might be able to couple to answer that one and done question. Um, how do people maintain their deliverance after they've been delivered? Um, and so the enemy will try to trick you and he always wants to return back to the house that in which he left. And so they will try to make attempts to, to come back and inhabit the space and, and, and the, the, the home in which they were once comfortable in. And so a lot of people struggle the most most, not just leading up to deliverance um, and, and, and not understanding that it's a progressive process. And then they come and they get prayer and they go through um, some time of, of, of exposure and revealing of things of the enemy that's being exposed. And then they walk away and they're like, what do I do now? Discipleship becomes a part of that process, being discipled. And the, the word disciple is there's, there's discipline that comes with that. And so a lot of people... Um, sometimes don't have issues with demons. They have issues with discipline. And so the reason why they're not able to not keep their deliverance and maintain their deliverance is because they do not have the discipline. 
that is needed to carry out the commission and call upon their life. And so even in deliverance, self, whether it's self-deliverance or you're getting one-to-one -one deliverance, this is not anything that any one of us can do and or take credit for ourselves. And so the Lord tells us, John 15 and 5, that apart from him, we can do nothing, right? Apart from him, we can do nothing. A lot of the hindrances in people's lives um, that have led them to the place of needing deliverance and beyond is because we have tried to function outside of where we were intended to function, which is in the realm of the spirit of God, right? And so just as Adam fell, right, from the glory in the, in, in the, in, in the garden, the same as so as we are spirit beings, we're spirits in a body. And so we must continuously feed our spirits. We must continuously, continuously discipline ourselves and become disciples of Christ and becoming a true disciple, which is a follower of Christ. We do this in a process of purging, pruning, purification. And these are all big Christian words that everybody might not fully understand. What's justification? What's sanctification? What's salvation? What's, what's this? What's that? Like, what does all this mean? Simply put, as you are beginning to mature and to come into not only the knowing of God, but being transformed into the likeness and the image of Christ, there's a process in transformation. So deliverance is not the end, the beginning, or even in the middle. Deliverance is a part of the process. So there are several steps in receiving Christ and several steps into the transformation of becoming a new creature in Christ. But in order to maintain and in order to see your deliverance, be rooted and remain in your life. It's going to come with you making the decision in your mind that you're going to continue to seek the face of the father in prayer, that you're going to continue to serve God, that you're going to continue to read and meditate upon his word. You're going to continue to crucify your flesh right? And so that comes with the purification and purging that comes with denying yourself and feeding your spirit, which I call when we, I say you flame your flesh or and you feed your spirit. And so your flesh, the problem is it gets in the way of what God has designed your spirit to take residence and to take precedence in your life. So this is one of the keys, right? Prayer, meditation, fasting, journaling, right? spending time with God and developing an intimate relationship with him. So that is one of the keys um, to escaping the one and done philosophy, the one and done myth, and to understand that it is a continuous commitment to follow Christ, to take up your cross daily, to repent and to renew your mind so that the Lord Jesus can partner with you to transform you into the creature, the new creature in Christ that he has called you to be. Looks like we're getting a lot of questions here. I'm going to hand it over to Essence before we get to the next questions. Hot question. How would you um, or what subject would you touch on that you see as something that people don't quite understand or need a little clarity on when it comes to deliverance? 
Yeah, um, I actually want to touch a little bit on what we were previously talking about. You said something about people kind of walking in this this mentality of it's a one and done, like Janelle said, drive through. And I think a lot of that is connected to the the victim mentality, the victim mindset of, oh, let me just have somebody else pray for me because I don't feel strong enough or let me have somebody else fast for me because I don't think I'm I don't think I'm as powerful enough or whatever the case is, because what I have learned personally is that deliverance leads only to dominion. So even after I went through deliverance, I still had to learn who I was in God, not just my purpose and all, you know, the pretty cute things that I was called to do, but the things I was called to battle against the Goliaths in my bloodline that I was called to pull down and destroy. And so with that, God even delivered me from the victim mentality of, oh, I don't, oh, let me just call somebody up. Can you pray? He was just like, no, like you pray. Like I, I place the same spirit on the inside of you that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. And so you open up your mouth, you stand on my word, like, because at the end of the day, it's you and Holy Spirit. And so I've noticed that a lot of people that do come through here, they grow, but there are some that can have the mindset of um, after deliverance, I'm done, but it's no, you're growing with him because we're not always gonna be there, you know? But Holy Spirit is, God is, and so continue to trust him, continue to stand on him. And you have a sound mind, you have power, you have the Holy Spirit, there is fire in your words. And so just speak up, but that's just something I wanted to share that deliverance leads to dominion. It takes the chains off of your wrist so that you can grab your sword at the end of the day. Baby. Baby, that was some all on that word right there. It's personal. Yes, come on. She said it's personal. It's personal. And that that's that's a key. That's a key even in tonight's conversation. Your deliverance has to be personal. You can't just be, yes, we're fighting for our generations, right? And we're breaking generational curses, becoming bloodline breakers. Yes, we want to be set free, but your freedom is more than it's more than about you. It ain't just about you. Right. It is not just about you. It is about you, your future, your family, your finances, your mind. Some people are losing their mind. And so they don't understand the importance of deliverance. They think, well, I got, you know, I love my church and my pastor preach a good sermon and I I get a good word every week. And I know I'm saved. And the only thing I'm worried about is as long as I make it into heaven, I'm good. Like, I'm good. If as long as I accept Christ in my heart, God know my heart. How many times y'all heard the saints be like, God know my heart. He know my heart. Yeah, he know your heart. All right. And he know that your heart is far from him. Okay. Does your, does your life, does your life display who he is? Are you a representative of who he is? Like, like what is, what is your heart really saying? And people don't understand that what the word of God says, the out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks, right? Out of abundance, it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's clearly saying that what's in your heart, your mouth will speak, right? Whatever is in there, we're going to know what it is because we're going to see it. We're going to see if you speak, if you're speaking death over your life, then we know that your heart is full of death and impurity and iniquity and insecurity and all of these things. And so God is always searching and examining the heart. The heart is very important to our father. And so though we have been justified through Christ by receiving him in salvation, when we say, yes, God, you know, we receive you, we want you in our life. There's a whole lot 
more that comes from that. And a lot of people are walking around with deceitful hearts and God can see who you are and who you belong to and who you serve based on some just merely what you do and what you say. Right. It, it really speaks to what kingdom you represent. Are you representing the kingdom of light? Are you representing the kingdom of darkness? Right. Where are you? We're called to take dominion. You said deliverance is part of the process and taking dominion. Right. We go from deliverance to dominion. God called us to take dominion in the earth. And so if you're getting dominated by Satan and Satan has total and complete access to your life because you have not understood your authority, then you're not able to take the dominion that God has called you to do, right? To carry out and to, and to come into. And so this is what helps you. What you, like you said, you said, take off the shackle off your wrist and pick up your sword. Your sword is the word of God. Right. You were meant and called to be a David. You were supposed to slay those giants. There were spiritual giants. OK, that are representative of many things in our bloodline there are many demonic strongholds and things that are keep keeping us and have kept our past generations, our mother and father and even prior to us being born that have stood in our families. But no one has been strong enough and no one has been has has seen who they are and who God created us to be to be able to overcome. And to take the dominion that we were always called to take from Genesis to now, right? From, from even the creation of Adam and Eve. And so dominion is what we have and dominion is what we are supposed to walk in. So I'm excited for, for, for that. I, I, I hope that set somebody free. Just, just with that alone, just with what you shared with us tonight about that. Now, um, Alexis, I'll hear from you about one of your points of deliverance and, and what you feel people um, need to hear, know, and understand about deliverance. Yes, ma'am. So what's been coming to my mind as Janelle shared and as Essence shared is when people come to deliverance, I'm um, trying to trying to understand it with their logical mind so they come to deliverance and they're trying to listen to everything we say they're trying to be like oh well did I struggle with that did my grandma struggle like you know they're trying to understand it with their logical mind and then they also come with a lot of unbelief and what they don't realize is trying to understand a supernatural thing in your logical mind and come with unbelief can hinder your deliverance. And so um, my encouragement would just be as you come to deliverance, as you are posturing your heart in preparation for your deliverance, just ask the Lord to help you. Like, Lord, I believe will help my unbelief. Because if you come trying to rationalize, try to say, well, I haven't necessarily done X, Y, and Z. So I don't understand how, you know, this could be plaguing my life or how this is going to be affecting my life. Because what a lot of times people don't realize is that we're partnering with the Holy Spirit. So if he gives us something, it's up to us to, you know, relay that. Because we're, at the end of the day, like, essence spoke to, we're partnering with you for your freedom. And so we don't want to see you bound. We don't want to see you, you know, struggling with X, Y, and Z. And so us having the Holy Spirit share with us, you know, maybe pornography or maybe masturbation. You're like, well, I've never even done those things. I've been pure. But maybe it's something that was going to come to you and that the Holy Spirit just revealed it to us to be able to, you know, stop it and cancel it for your life. So just try to, people having that logical mindset to just understand things that are spiritual. We literally are told in the word that our thought, God's thought are not our thoughts. So coming to deliverance, trying to just make everything just so logical, make everything just so 
um, understanding and our own intellect can hinder your deliverance as well. So I would just encourage people come with the open mind, open heart. Um, don't have any unbelief in your, in your heart. And just also don't try to just understand everything so logically. We're working with supernatural beings, powers, principalities, rulers of darkness. So you cannot comprehend that in our finite intellect and our finite mind. So that's kind of what was put on my heart this year. Amen. Amen. That's that's a that's a good question. That's a good answer as well to deliverance. Um, mm-hmm. because our fight is not with flesh and blood. Our fight right. is not these, these are with principalities and powers mm-hmm. and spiritual wickedness in high places. And so people sometimes will always expect to manifest. They'll expect, mm-hmm. you know, we have um a lot of um, you know, uh, grandiose, you know, sort of marketing and things online where people will highlight manifestations, demonic manifestations, mm-hmm. and, and deliverance is not a per anybody can manifest, right? But casting out a demon, there's a there, you don't just it's a process to casting a demon out. So people just because someone manifests demonically does not mean that that demon has been cast out of them. And there are people, many, right, that do not manifest, right, do not have an outward manifestation. And that is because this is the this is happening in the spirit. So people will expect themselves sometimes, like you said, to come in prayer and they've seen these videos online. They've looked at deliverance and people are growling and crawling on the floor and flipping and flopping and climbing up walls. And they're saying, well, I did I really get deliverance because I did not manifest. I didn't crawl and growl mm-hmm. on the floor. So does this mean that I got delivered? I'm not getting deliverance. And so then you'll they'll have a, a spirit of unbelief, like, mm-hmm. well, I, you know, this is just prayer, right? I thought you was gonna sling my head around the room, you know, because that because people have perverted this ministry of deliverance. We see a lot of witchcraft and things happening that are that are highlighting and that are 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 showing people that okay this is deliverance this person's getting a, a demon cast out of them but you can experience deliverance reading the word of god literally the word of god can deliver you just you can get delivered in your dreams you can get delivered while you're sleeping and not even knowing you know that you're getting delivered right you can so people think that it has to come from a person a person has to lay hands upon them before they can be delivered so there's some people's like well i don't want virtual deliverance i want one you know i want somebody to lay hands and 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 this sort of thing it's like we are not the deliverers. The Lord Jesus Christ is deliverer. We saw the example of unbelief in Mark where the gentleman, his, his son was demonized, right? He was demonized. And, and, and the apostles, the, well, they weren't apostles at the time. They were disciples at the time, but they were trying to cast this demon out and they were unable to cast the demon out. God said, these type come, come out, these kind come out through prayer and through fasting. But one of the things that was said in the scriptures in we see the ministry of Jesus through the gospels. We see where the attempt was made to cast out a demon and the man of God, the the father of the child that was demonized, he said, Lord, Lord, help my unbelief, right? Help my unbelief because it's my unbelief that is 
you know, he didn't say that it was hindering his son from being set free, but it was revealed in the scripture, right? As we, as we read, it was revealed by the Holy Spirit that one of the things that, you know, they were tussling with this demon, trying to get this demon cast out. Jesus shows up. So we see the authority of Christ, right? And he delivers this child. But even in delivering the child, we see there was a spirit of unbelief, which became a hindrance. And so sometimes this is something that gets in the way of people receiving deliverance because they lack, they don't believe. And so if you believe, if you, and I, and, and I, I want to stress this tonight, if you believe in Christ and you've never seen them, you've never laid eyes on him. If you believe if you call yourself a Christian, now mind you, there's a difference between believers and followers. And I may touch on it, I may not, but right now I'm talking about belief. As I'm speaking to the spirit of belief and unbelief, if you call yourself a Christian and you say, I believe in Christ, I believe that he died, that he was buried, that he resurrected and that he ascended into the heavens. I believe this and you didn't see it. You weren't there, but you believe. How do you believe? You believe by faith. And so it is your faith in which you believe. And so the same is so with deliverance. You are believing in faith that God is, that God will always be, but that God is your deliverer because that's who he is. The word of God tells us that he's our deliverer. The word of God tells us that he will set you free for whom the son is set free is free indeed. So we believe that what God has said in his word is true. We believe that God died. We believe that God resurrected. We believe in the resurrection power of God. And we also believe that not only did he rise, but that he's alive and that he has the ability, the capability, the authority, the access and all that we need to carry out whatever it is that we're called to in the earth. And so we can't believe some things and cherry pick the other things in the word that we don't believe, right? And so that's what we, I don't believe in the prophetic. I don't believe in tongues. I believe in tongues. I believe in this. I believe in that. I don't believe in deliverance. It's like, are you reading the same Bible? Are you reading the same Bible? Because it's all there. Okay, the supernatural is all there. We see Elijah translated. We see him gone, right? Just gone, Elisha, gone. We see this happening in the, how did that happen? They went on a train. There was no plane. There was no boat. There was no car. There was none of that. They were supernaturally, right? Translated from the earth into the heavenly realm. They never, Moses, the same with Moses, right? And so we see, we see people, we see these supernatural encounters in the word of God. So we can't say that we believe in the two fish and the five loaves, that we, we believe in, in, in God um, delivering the people of Israel, but we don't believe that these other things are happening. So this is a, a Christian atheist mindset set, right? Where we want to pick because this makes more sense. That logical mindset. Well, I can believe this. This makes sense, but this doesn't make sense. So because it doesn't make sense, I'm going to label it as witchcraft or because I, I have no experience in this area. So when we believe by faith, Faith is what is needed to be able to carry out the ministry of deliverance and so many other things. We're just talking about deliverance tonight, but 
faith and belief is necessary. It will hinder you. It will stop you. It will keep you from getting deliverance, from receiving your deliverance the way that God has called you to receive it. It will stop you. So you can't say, I want to be free. And I believe that God going to set me free. And then you come to the table and you start having some apprehension. You start, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. And so faith is required for us to believe. Faith is truly required for us to believe. So, of course, I'm going to have to try to scramble through some of these um, comments to answer some more questions um, for people that have experienced deliverance. Oh, uh, Pete, someone here said this team did my deliverance. Glory be to God. We're glad you're here tonight. We are glad during self-deliverance. How do you know when you're done? You and Holy Spirit. Um, so that's a that's a loaded question, actually. It's loaded and it's not loaded because I'm not sure if I'm hoping I'm going to answer this the way it needs to be answered. And so there are many people that don't believe in self-deliverance. I happen to be one that does believe in self-deliverance. So let me just kind of explain that just for a second um, about self-deliverance. And so um, a lot of people, once they receive one-to-one -one deliverance, you, you may have been one that has had self-deliverance prior to having one-to-one. -one, and and or um, in addition to deliverance, self-deliverance after your one-to-one. -one. And so you can, it doesn't matter if you have self-deliverance and you experienced some self-deliverance before, during, or after, right? Um, I, I do it. I've had it and a number of other people. It's actually a part of your process because you're not going to always just go to someone for deliverance. So as you're speaking to self-deliverance, how do you know when you're done? Um that's there's there's no start and finish remember this is progressive and so if you're being led into into praying prayers of deliverance through self-deliverance um you 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 can feel a release from the holy spirit you should be you should be sensitive and everyone is not so that's why i'm trying to be careful because it depends on your relationship and your ability to discern um spirits and to discern things in prayer as you strengthen your prayer life and you are even able to pray prayers of self-deliverance because some people have to come straight to one-to-one -one because it, they may be newer to the faith right they may have just received christ and they may be on their journey to discipleship so it depends on where you are on the spiritual spectrum and your journey into being transformed and renewed in christ but for those who are able and have um some some understanding, right? Some knowledge of deliverance or some understanding with how to pray prayers of deliverance. Um, there is, there's no done start or finish, right? You're going to start because you hopefully are being led by the spirit. You're being led by the Holy spirit, you're being led by the spirit of God to pray, um, prayers of deliverance or warfare prayers or whatever the Lord is leading you to pray. And so as you're continuing to pray, you should feel a release of some sort, right? And so, because I don't know if anyone is ever done with deliverance. I, I really honestly believe I get deliverance um, even as a deliverance minister. And so very frequently, but I don't have a set time frame for getting deliverance. And so I do a lot of self-deliverance because I am a, and I do administer deliverance and I do um, have a mantle of deliverance. And so I do also um, am, um, go through self-deliverance myself, but I also partner with other 
peers and other colleagues that are around my ranking or above um, my ranking in the realm of the spirit so that I can continue deliverance. So I seek out other deliverance ministers for deliverance. And so through the maintenance process, or even in the interim, when you're praying prayers of deliverance, you're going to follow the leading of the spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit. And he will tell you or kind of give you or reveal um, the, the unction to re be released, just as he unctions you to begin the prayer. And so um, you may do this uh, various times. This may be a season where you're going through a lot of deliverance. And so you might feel the release one night and you might be led a day later or two days later to pray more additional prayers of deliverance, to pray additional prayers, because this doesn't happen in one day, one prayer. So it, you know, in that moment of prayer, you want to just, just be sensitive to the spirit of God with when to, when to pull back, when to stop, when to rest, when, when to break, uh, when it comes to deliverance, but being done, I see she put it in, in parentheses. So I think I know what she's trying to say. Like, oh, I know you're not done, but when do you know when to stop, right? <laughs> you stop when you just feel led to stop, right? <laughs> God carries the rest. God picks up the rest, right? So you might be tired is why you stopping, right? Or, or something like that. But nonetheless, God will always spend the block, bring you back and he'll continue to partner with you in, in receiving your deliverance quick because you don't have to toil for it right you don't have to war for it you don't have to you can get delivered in your sleep right so we know that whether whether we pray the right prayer or we pray long enough like this isn't about length of time this isn't about any of that because god is our deliverer he'll deliver you um someone else said what would you say is the blueprint or foundation of deliverance and so does anybody want to answer that here what is the what would you say is the blueprint or foundation of deliverance i'll, I'll call on janelle what would you say is the blueprint or foundation um I would say the foundation is the kingdom of God on the earth because there's this one verse and I don't know the exact um, quotation, but it was saying, Jesus said, if I cast out devils, um, uh, then the spirit of God has come upon you or the spirit of the God is here. Yeah. That, the finger yeah. of God. Yeah. That yeah. one. And so I'm yeah. reminded that I believe the foundation of deliverance is the kingdom of God coming to the earth. And then Jesus's finished work on the cross. And so when I think of the foundation of deliverance, it's basically the you coming into your authority and being given the power through the Holy Spirit to be able to cast out demons. And so we know that that requires your power, that requires the power, and that comes through the Holy Spirit. And that also requires authority. Where do you get your authority from? Your authority comes through Jesus Christ. How did Jesus Christ restore your authority? He restored your authority when he um, was crucified on the cross for your sins, died and resurrected. So that's where your authority comes from. So when I think of foundation, I just think of the kingdom of God and Jesus Christ. That's my best way to answer that. Amen. That's a, that's a good way to answer it because Jesus is always the blueprint. Jesus is the deliverer, right? So the foundation of deliverance, we see it played out in many instances through the Bible, not just when he was just casting out demons, but we see we see the transforming, we see the renewing, we see people coming from. Hey guys, quick question. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis, difficulty reading and retaining the word of God, dominating thoughts, pain with no explainable source? What about anxiety, 
panic attacks, feelings that you're being watched, or just some mere eerie evil presence near. You may be experiencing demonic attacks and when in doubt, cast them out. Flawed and Free offers free one-to-one deliverance via virtual, in-person, and group altar call deliverance. Contact us at info at flawedandfree.com. Send your request for an oppression healing intake form, or you can go to the episode description of this show and go to theflawedandfree.com and we will send you an intake form. Get free with Flawed and Free today. And from the old into the new, that's a form of deliverance, right? Even though it's not just casting out demons, the blueprint is always the gospel, the ministry of Jesus. His whole ministry was founded on deliverance and not just deliverance, but healing and so much more. But God's coming to the earth was for a number of things. But the main thing was to destroy the works of the devil. That was God's purpose. That was that was his purpose in sending his son. So in sending Jesus Christ, he is the foundational principle for everything we do, for everything we have, and for even the access, the authority, the, the dominion, the power, right, deliverance, everything that we have that we do that we can do is all by and through Jesus Christ. And so when God sent his son through what you just explained, right, when God sent his son through the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension of Christ, it allowed us and gave us access to the righteousness of God by the power of God through the Holy Ghost, by the power of God through the blood of Jesus. And so he became the ultimate sacrifice, the lamb that was slain for us so that we now have access to the throne of heaven. And so God's 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 kingdom can now manifest. God's kingdom can now take dominion. The kingdom of God can now take its place in the earth because of what Jesus did, because of what God did to send Jesus to the earth. So his primary function and role to deliver us, that was the ultimate deliverance, okay? Jesus on the cross, which he is no longer there, okay? But the role and the process in which he came was to destroy the works of the devil. He didn't just come to heal. He didn't just come to deliver. He didn't just come to prophesy. He didn't just come to pray. He didn't just come to preach. He didn't just come to teach. These were all functions of the ministry, right? These were all functions of the deliverance, healing. These were all functions of the prophets. But the primary goal was to destroy the works of the devil. And so you, I, me, Alexis Essence, and all of you that are on here tonight, that is God's commission on your life outside of when I called to be a prophet? Am I called to be an apostle? Am I called to have this title? Am I called to build? Am I called in the ministry? Am I called the marketplace? Right? As a follower of Christ, right? As as some as 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 a believer in the earth, God has commissioned you to destroy the works of the devil. Okay, so that's your job. If you don't know nothing else about deliverance or what it's for or why they do it and all of the intricate things about it, understand and know that this was God's initial intended purpose, not only for himself to come to give us and pave the way, but for you. 
Okay, so we are called to what? Destroy the works of the devil. And deliverance is a way in which we do that. And so Jesus Christ will always be the foundation of that. How do we know something we are getting thoughts of is needing deliverance or God's trying to show you something? And so this happens a lot of time, right? You may have thoughts. Sometimes if you have, um, have dominating thoughts. So there's a difference between having a random thought and something just, just kind of, just kind of, kind of annoying you, right? Something just dropping your mind and, and it could be by the spirit of God or it could be by the a demonic spirit. And so you have to test the spirit first of all. So we have to make sure like, okay, is this me? Is this God? Is this the devil? What spirit is this coming from? Where's this thought coming from? Where is its root and where is its source? You can always discern when the spirit of God is speaking to you because he's only going to, the Holy Spirit is only going to bear witness to what he hears and what he hears. It will always align with the word. Right. So the spirit of God will never tell you to jump off the jump off the roof. Right. And kill yourself. The spirit of God would never tell you to go rob a bank because you having some hard times right now. The spirit of God would never tell you to lie or fudge on your taxes. You know what I'm saying? So that you can get a couple extra dollars on your refund and you could claim somebody kids. Right. So the spirit of God, some things we make a lot harder than it needs to be. And so you must first decide and discern the spirit in which the thought is coming from. Is this God? Is this me? Is this my own soul crying out and talking to me? Or is this God, you know, is this the, a demonic spirit? And so a lot of people experience this in, at, and around deliverance because they, 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 they can't discern the voice of God because they're still building um, their relationship with God. And so getting into, in your word will help you to discern the voice of God because the Lord will always give you scripture. He'll always take it back to scripture. He'll always align it with the word. He'll always confirm it with the word. He will send sometime prophets of God and other people to affirm and confirm certain things. And so when you discern or hear a thought in your mind, it's important for you to discern the spirit first. And then as you're discerning the spirit, decide and or ask the question, you know, if this is a dominating thought, if it's a thought of perversion or sexual immorality or something that's confusing, something that's chaotic, something that's just doesn't, then don't make impulsive decisions on anything that you receive until you receive the revelation and or you receive the peace of God about what you hear and what you are discerning or believe to be either true or not true. If you have wise counsel or someone in your life that you can maybe ask for help in prayer for the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth and or, or, or the revelatory knowledge that is needed with what you're hearing or whatever your thought process is. Because over the process of deliverance, our minds have to be renewed. And so sometimes you may think it's God and you may be in the process of going through deliverance or in the process of in a sanctification and it may seem right right? But it's not right. 
it's actually skewed or it's wrong or it's off a little bit. And so you may need to assist or ask for the assistance of someone who is um, maybe uh, in, a, in, a, in an authority in your life or, or someone who has um, someone you trust ministerially with those thoughts. But every thought does not require deliverance. OK, because a lot of times we, we even know in the word Matthew 12, 43 through 45, the devil says, hey, listen, I'm coming back to the house that I left. And I come back and the house is swept clean and it's empty. So let me just come back in. But this time the word of God says that he came back with seven more wicked than that left. Whenever you're going through detoxing, spiritual detoxing, cleansing, whenever you're going through deliverance and things like that, you have to be filled by the spirit of God. You have to fill your vessel with the spirit of God. So these become the alarms in your life. These become the alarm signals in your mind and in your body when something inferior comes into your mind or makes an attempt to place a seed in your mind, you're like, that's foreign. That doesn't belong here, right? And so your body will begin and your mind will begin to align with the word as you continue to get in the word. So every negative thought or every perverted thought, this just, these are just the enemy testing the walls of your mind, okay? He's trying to see, can she, will she open this door to me? Because I can't get in. So I'm trying to find a way to get in. So if I, if I try to use insecurity, if I try to use fear, if I try to cast doubt on in her life that Jesus is not real, that demons don't exist, that her deliverance was was not a success, that that what God said and who God says she is is not true, then I can now infiltrate. So this is the enemy trying to find ways to test the walls of your mind to say, where can I infiltrate? Where can I get in? Because I don't have a way in because they cast me out. They've cast me out and they sent me into the abyss. So they sent me somewhere and I'm trying to find a way back in. So let me test their mind. Let me see where they're weak in the mind. It doesn't always need, mean that you need deliverance. Now, if you're having dominating thoughts, if you're having thoughts that just will not leave, if you're having thoughts to kill people, turn people have this all the time. Okay. So this isn't, you know, you could just be driving down the street randomly and all of a sudden you just like, I just, what would it be like if I just, you know, ran over the this cliff, you know, you and thoughts like this will come into your head and you'll be like, why did I just think about like driving my car off the road or some kid could be crossing the street and all of a sudden you'll get some thought like press on the gas and run them over. You know, or and you're like, what in the world? Like, where did that come from? Right. So these these are demonic spirits that are trying to 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 tempt you and they're trying to 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 try to get into your mind. And so when they're dominating and they won't leave and they're reoccurring and they keep coming, then you might want to consider deliverance. OK, then you might want to consider, OK, this isn't a random thought. This isn't something that just popped in my head. And I'm here to tell you, when you have those type of thoughts, what do you do about them? You rebuke them. The word of God says you rebuke and resist the devil and he will flee from you. You rebuke and resist the devil. You rebuke and you resist 
the devil and he will leave you. You do not give room and you do not just be sitting there like, I wonder what he meant by that. I wonder why Satan would say, no, no, no. You say, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Get out of my mind. Leave now. My mind belongs to God. You start declaring the scripture. You know, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. That's a good one. Take your thought, take all your thoughts captive to what? The obedience of Christ Jesus. That's what the word, you start declaring the word. You say, I take every Every thought captive right now to the obedience of Christ Jesus. And you begin to speak to the devil and you tell the devil, like, this is not the place nor the space that you can't, you don't belong here. You're trespassing. You are trespassing in my mind. So you must leave. And so one of the keys I've told people in this podcast is one thing the devil will tempt you. He will try to plant a seed, but it's up to you if that plant and that seed gets watered. It's up to you if that tree if that seed turns into a tree and bears fruit that's up to you so the minute you discern in your spirit that something is foreign that there is a thought that's contrary to what God told you to what God said to what the word said you have 30 seconds to rebuke to resist and put fire on the enemy and he will leave you Okay, he will stop tormenting you. He will stop tempting you and he will stop with those random thoughts. Now, will they stop forever? No, he may come back. He may ask, you know, I mean, he may make other attempts at another time, but you must continue to practice rebuking and resisting the devil and the thoughts and the seeds that he is trying to plant in your mind. And you must declare the word to make sure that the enemy is not able to come back and not leave your mind empty, but filled with the Holy Spirit and the spirit of the living God. And you do that through reading your word. You do that through meditating. You do that through you want. If you want to take some thought, get some things off your mind, journal, get you a journal and journal at night, journal in the morning and sit with God so that God can then help you to transform those thoughts and bring them into alignment with him. Okay. So um, I, I think I've gone enough on that. The next question I'm going into... Said God trying to show us something or we need to. So I think I answered that pretty decent. Um, Do babies need deliverance at times? Good question. Babies, depending on what age. Um, I say pray over your baby the minute they're in the womb, right? From pregnancy to, to the end of time. I don't think you ever stop. Um, praying deliverance because even now there's many of you who are not pregnant who who are called to become married have babies in the future I say pray for the babies now pray for them now pray for the deliverance now before you're even impregnated right in marriage um prayerfully right prayerfully saints we we get we get married first and 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 we are but even if you have not I am one that has have have had children married and children out of wedlock And so nonetheless, nonetheless, you still pray for those babies and you still pray for them prior to their existence because we all existed first in the realm of the spirit before we exist in the natural realm. The spiritual realm is the causal realm to everything in the earth. And so because it all exists first in the spiritual children that God will ordain for you and your husband and your marriage, however, he is divinely designed and predestined for your life. However you desire, God has already created and thought them, thought of them. And so as you give those 
prayers to God for your future children, you definitely pray deliverance for your babies, okay? So you pray all the way through prior to birth, even once you become pregnant, after you birth them out, and I have grown children. I'm still praying for them now, and they will always be my children, no matter how old they get. So yes, yes, we pray for the babies. We definitely pray for the babies. Tell us about the breaking of soul ties, how they are developed, and how they are broken. Okay, now I do have some teachings on soul ties. I will touch on them. I will let Essence um, answer on soul ties. Um, but I do have, if you want an in-depth understanding, a uh, knowledge of soul ties, I have three, I think three podcasts and a couple of YouTubes on emotional soul ties, um, what emotional soul ties look like, what physical sexual soul ties look like, and um, spiritual soul ties, just all in all. And so this is a, a serious thing in the area of deliverance. Um, very, very serious. And so it's something that everyone needs to come into the knowledge, the knowing, and the understanding of by the power of the Holy Ghost. So if you want some, if you want some in-depth teaching on soul ties with how they're developed and how to break them. I also have prayers. I also have prayers on breaking soul ties, sexual soul ties, physical soul ties and more. And that's, I believe um, it's on my podcast, Flawed and Free podcast, but I'll hand it over to Essence so she can answer um, a brief version of breaking soul ties and um, how they're developed. Yeah, so um, can you discuss how soul ties are developed? Um, like Apostle said, soul ties are developed in different ways. And their soul ties are not always demonic, right? Um, as well, too. But demonic soul ties specifically, um, it can be brought in through emotional. It can be brought in through a business or organization, sexual, all types of things, right? Um, because as spirit beings with the body, we have authority to operate in the earth. And just as we can tie ourselves with things spiritually, we can tie ourselves with things in the natural. And we know that things in the natural, they originate first in the spirit. So that's typically how they're developed through a relationship, through a connection. I think specifically of 1 Corinthians 6, it talks about if you um, join yourself with a harlot, um, there is that connection. But even with Jesus Christ, we are in him and he is in us. Amen. It's, it's a tie. It's a covenant. And so that's really that's really what it is and how they are broken. Um, demonic soul ties specifically, they are broken through prayer, but they're also broken by coming out of agreement. And you have to do that with faith. Um, and you can't do that with fear. I've noticed a lot of times, even with soul ties, it's the fear of of truly letting go or what does it feel like to be free from this because this is all I've known, whether if it's a person, whether if it's a relationship, whether if it's an item even, um, but you always want to partner with Holy Spirit on how to break that and do it by faith. Um, soul ties, they come in through contracts and covenants even as well with even demonic spirits and, and deities and things of like that. I hope I'm making sense. I'm kind of flowing with Holy Spirit. Amen. But you want to break the agreement. You want to break the contract. And he'll lead you on how to do that. He may actually lead you to physically write it out or he may lead you to verbally say it. But you just be led by him on how to break that. Um, it could be through worship. It could be through praise. So it's very various because Holy Spirit, we can't put him in the box. But yeah, that's that's what I'll say. Excellent. 
Very different. Excelente. Um, all forms of deliverance, even to include sexual soul ties, which are a key part of deliverance, is the first thing we want to do is, um, uh, as opposed to covenants and contracts and, and that sort of thing, it is a covenant when you join with another that is, um, we're so only supposed to join in marriage, but we do form um, connections and we yoke ourselves to people through relationship. We yoke ourselves to, um, to people, uh, friendships, partnerships, all sorts of things. And it is a covenant. It becomes a covenant. But in doing so, we must repent. One of the first things we that's important in breaking a tie um, and a yoke uh, in any area that God is calling us, especially demonic ties, is we go through repentance and we repent um, and we break our agreement, right? So repentance, we not only just say uh, forgiveness and repentance is not the same. We repent, we turn away, right? We turn away completely from the thing. And so when you repent, you don't go back and lay with the devil again, right? So you don't say, break this soul tie, God. And then you invite your boo over and you're sneaky link the next day, right? And say, okay, yeah, you know, today. And then you go back tomorrow break the break the soul tie and then you invite that you know you continue to engage you and continue to agree with that relationship and so first things first is you have to make the decision in your mind to no longer be committed in covenant with the person you have to break your agreement break your contract break break it all right you got to block them delete them cancel right verbally break your agreement and then you spiritually break that agreement through repentance so you're going to repent you're going to turn away and you're going to disconnect and come out of agreement with the situation with the organization with the person you're going to do that through repentance then you're going to renounce renounce is not the same as repentance and so there's a process in renouncing um those things that you become associated and or aligned with um demonically that god is calling you to disconnect from and so you're going to repent and renounce renounce and you're going to repent and renounce of the relationship. You're going to repent and renounce of the act. And so through repentance and through renunciation, then we also go through the process of pleading the blood of Jesus and going through deliverance where we are able to take those things that have connected us, that have aligned us and that have partnered with us in our spirit. And then we can go through the spiritual detachment through deliverance. Okay. And so this is one of the first things that we do once we identify the strong man, the stronghold, um, and or either or, and then we go through a process of repentance and renunciation. And you may need help with this, and you do this through prayer. So you may go to a a, um, a church that operates in deliverance, or or you may pray some prayers of self deliverance and breaking those soul ties. And so we help people with that here in this ministry. Um, your pastor may be able to help you, a prophet, another apostle, or someone can help you through the process and breaking those soul ties, being set free and delivered from that. Mm -hmm. But again, if you want to know more about that, I have several podcasts on that, um, at least an hour long on in each area. So that will explain more about breaking soul ties. Um, and um, um, I'm reading some of these comments. Um, I'm trying to skip past looking for some more questions. Someone asked a question about a child. Nakisha Harris, are you still there? Hopefully you're still there. Oh, when you have your children delivered at a young age, how do you help them maintain when they are exposed to so much in this world? <laughs> I'm going to answer that because, whoo, 
I don't know if I got enough time in tonight. So I'm going to try to briefly touch on this. When you have your children delivered at a young age, how do you help them maintain? First things first is you must continue to, to, to build a culture in the home of servitude to the Lord. Okay. You must continue to pour into the foundation because you, they have their own minds and they have their own um, ability to agree with God. And so we cannot force them nor manipulate them or make them that would become witchcraft, even as a parent, even as a spiritual guardian to make them right. Say, you're going to read this Bible. You're going to get delivered. You go, you know, you're going to serve God. So what you do, one of the first things you do is you walk it like you talk it. That's number one. The first way to get anyone to follow, right? Just as Jesus, the disciples follow Jesus and we follow Christ and we follow other apostles and pastors and leaders and coverings. We are hopefully following and leading by example. So as a parent, you must continue to lead by example. Even for those that stray, they come back because there, there's always that foundation and that root to that comes to their remembrance that the Holy Spirit will bring to their remembrance most often in times of need and destitute and desperation. And so deliverance is something that I tell everyone, if you're not desperate for deliverance, it doesn't work. If you are not desperate to leave your sin and to come into the knowledge and the knowing and to the, and to the intimate relationship with Christ, then you're wasting your time and you're wasting everybody else's time because you're not going to be able to maintain your deliverance. And so with your children, it is your responsibility to train them up in the way they should go, right? Spare the rod, spoil the child. That's what the word of God says. And so it's your responsibility as their parent to introduce them, to teach teach them, to train them, to equip them. And even if they seem like they're not listening, they don't care, they're not interested, right? And things like that. You do your best to make sure that you set the foundational root, right? That you, that you set, you give them the example. That's number one. And so maintaining their deliverance is not always easy because I've had my children delivered. I've delivered my children. They have, and, but they wanted deliverance. I did not force them into deliverance. So both of my children asked me for deliverance. That's number one. And so I just began to explain to them about deliverance, what it was, what it does. I began to teach them, get them in the word. I started to teach them how to pray. I started to teach them how to fast. And so I began to equip them with the things that they needed to be able to make their decisions and, and to be able to stand for God. And they will come home all the time with stories about the kids at school and things like that. My daughter was in high school. She was telling me they were doing tarot card readings um, at lunch. She said all over. It was several tables all throughout the lunchroom where, you know, she just, you could just walk by with your ice cream sandwich and, and they were like, hey, you want your tarot card reading? And, you know, half of her friends were had crystals and all of these other things. And, be, but because of what I taught her, she became the voice. She became the light to say, Hey, this is not right. Hey, this is not good. Now the enemy still, 
even with what they knew, even with what I shared and showed them, even with the prayers that I prayed, they still had the option to make their decision. And so they're exposed to a whole lot. Okay. And at that time, they're then, they then have to make the decision to stand for Christ and, or to not. And so fortunately for me, in many occasions, they chose God. They chose God over the popularity, over being accepted, over being rejected. But there were also instances to this very day where they did not choose, where every decision they made, where they either chose to be quiet and be neutral out of fear or whatever reason of being rejected. My son told me this kid was at school vaping. He was in elementary school at the time, right? He's in elementary. He's like, this kid, he's like in fifth grade. And he's like, he got caught vaping. You know, he was like that, that, you know, I was like, oh my God. Like, you know, so they're up against quite a bit. And so as the parent, you just have to stay on the wall in prayer. You have to really, really stay on the wall in prayer and pray that they continue to make the right decisions and continue to build them up and train them up um, so that they can be immersed and submerged in the power of God, the word of God. Both of my children are filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of praying in tongues. I'm not sure baby boy is still is still um, using his tongues, but I know my daughter definitely is. Um, and so, um, if you can pray and f have them filled with the Holy ghost, listen, listen, I did. And they feel with the Holy ghost. So, um, just do the best you can do the best you can. And then the rest is up to God. Cause they were his first before he gave them to you. And I say that to everyone that has a child. I'm like, listen, we are not their savior. Even as their mother, we are a father. If you're a father on here listening, we are not their savior. Your job is to point them to the savior. And then you pray for God's protection, for God's covering, for God's help and everything so that they can also destroy the works of the devil in Jesus name. And they will. <laughs> and they will. Um, how would deliverance look for someone who is nonverbal and diagnosed with autism? First of all, we bind the spirit of autism and, and the deaf, dumb and blind, uh, the deaf and dumb and mute spirit that is behind a lot of um, um, diagnoses like this. And so deliverance works the same, whether you can't see, whether you can see, whether you're verbal, whether you're nonverbal, um, there is no difference. There is no different prayer. There is no, uh, the process is the same. I hope I'm, I'm answering this question properly um, in the way in which you're asking it. Um, it says, how would deliverance look? So nonverbal, um, someone diagnosed with autism, it looks no different. It looks no different because remember these, these, this is a spiritual fight. This is not a natural fight. So it looks no different for someone that's deaf, dumb, blind, mute, um, autistic, um, deliverance it, and healing. It all works the same. It does not matter what the affliction is. Um, yes, 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 yes. Let's see who else we have. Da, 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 da. Do y'all see one to answer? Yeah, I see this question about a spirit spouse. Um, she says, Okay, we'll answer. Go ahead and answer. I don't see it. Okay. 
Well, I'm assuming you're asking like, what is a spirit spouse? So basically it's a demonic spirit that has illegally married your bloodline um, or you. So it could be married to you or your bloodline. And this, the spirit spouse hates your relationship. So if you're in a relationship, it hates your partner, specifically the covenant of marriage. And so it hates either your husband or your wife because it has taken ownership of you in the spirit and it believes you belong to them. And a lot of times what the spirit spouse would do It'll cause you to kind of like have a dissatisfaction with your spouse or to make you not desire them sexually. It just will curb your appetite for intimacy with your spouse, ultimately causing division with the hopes of leading into divorce. And so a spirit spouse can be married to you if you're married to your bloodline and definitely something that can be broken through deliverance, through prayer, through asking God to, um, you know, sever that tie. Um, you can issue our divorce decrees and things like that in the spirit. That's kind of sort of like what we would do if we, if you were to come to deliverance and a spirit spouse had been revealed, um, we would just, you know, you know, ask the Lord to issue our divorce decree, things like that. Just the same way you would divorce a, a spouse in the natural, you divorce that thing that way in the spirit. So, you know, nullifying counsel is an agreement with you. Um, a lot of times too, I've seen in times past where it's it'd be attached to a ring. So you may not even have a physical ring on your finger, but that spirit spouse could have placed a ring on you in the spirit. And so by faith, you know, remove the ring off your finger and just, you know, just cancel its assignment in your life. Um, a lot of times too, you hear about um, spirit spouses sleeping with you in your dreams or sleeping with you at nighttime or feeling an incubus or succubus spirit um, in, in your, in your um, sleep state. And that's definitely not of God. Apostle has podcasts and different resources talking about spirit spouse. talking about this, like going into further detail on it. Um, it's definitely not of God. So if you're having sex in your dreams, more time than likely, it's probably a spirit spouse um, that, like I said, it, think it, it thinks it owns you illegally. And so it's trying to take its ownership. It may even try to even place demonic babies. It, it's a, it literally thinks it owns you and the devil is a whole liar. And so Apostles podcast and her resources go into further detail um, about spirit spouses. But I hope that answers your question. Yeah, because it does look like incomplete. It just says, what about a spirit spouse? I don't know mm -hmm. where, where she asked the question or what I was saying at the time. Spirit spouses come through um, sexual um, immorality. Um, mm -hmm. and, and not just that, again, they can they can marry a bloodline. They can be passed down and inherited through the bloodline, um, not just through your own sexual sin. The spirit spouses are come from the marine kingdom, from the water kingdom. Um, and so um, you can have multiple spirit spouses. So you can not only have one, you can have multiple. Even if you're a woman, most women have males, right? And most times you have a male spirit spouse. Most men will have female right incubus and succubus spirits are gender specific um and so um this is, is the same they're not the same as spirit spouses incubus and succubus are not the same as spirit spouses however if you are female you can have a female spirit spouse um it does not have to be of the male gender you can have multiple spirit spouses um you can have hundreds thousands um and so uh, or just a couple right and so this is serious business and they originate um from the marine kingdom from the water kingdom and this is the root and source typically is through sexual sin iniquity um and things like that 
And so I've seen this. I've done deliverance in this area um, um, of spirit spouses. It's huge, 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 huge. Um, most people have have spirit spouses. You could be a virgin and never experience any um, have such have sexual intercourse and have a spirit spouse. You can, you can, you can gain and you can come into covenant with spirit spouses through masturbation. And so some people can say, well, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not having sex, but you know, I'm still participating in masturbation practices and all of this sort of thing. And so it's, it's the, it's the DNA. It's the DNA that, that they're using, that they're getting, that they're sleeping with. They sleep with you in your dreams. Um, they steal your dreams. They take ownership of your dreams. Spirit spouses are very jealous um, and that sort of thing. And so there is a covenant, just as you would be married in the natural realm. Um, spirit spouses marry you in the spirit realm. And so they carry out their functions just as you would carry out a function of marriage and the covenant of marriage in the natural realm. And so you can even have babies with your spirit spouse. You can even have babies with them in the realm of the spirit. So you can be married to a spirit spouse. You can have um, demonic babies and children in the, in, in the realm of the spirit. And so DNA is real, spiritual DNA, natural DNA. Um, and so masturbation also works the same, right? It works the same. So you think that you are having a self-pleasuring session, um, but it actually is you engaging with with your spirit spouse and exchanging your DNA with them in this, in this, in this self session. Okay. Um, and so I'm trying to be careful. I don't know who going to say what they're going to say. They're going to shut it down. I don't know. But, um, when you are having these things, these are actually acts of, um, of, of the part of the covenant and you having sex when you're having sex in your dreams. Um, most times it is with your spirit spouse, almost all times. Um, when you're having sex in your dreams, it is, um, a spirit spouse that you are sleeping with and they may come masqueraded. There may be masquerading spirits, um, to make them look like your husband. So even if you are a married woman of God or man of God, and you are having dreams, of sleeping with your husband and you think it's okay because it's like, oh, me and my husband had a good time in my dream last night. That was not your husband. There was a masquerading spirit that is operating. It is a demon that you're actually sleeping with. And nine times out of 10, 10, I can actually almost say 10 out of 10, you're actually sleeping with a demon and it is your spirit spouse that you are actually sleeping with in your dream life. So um, these things, um, you it can be broken through repentance, through renunciation, through deliverance, um, and you can break your covenant and your tie and your agreement with them. I also have a a podcast um, at Flawed on Flawed and Free. I have over a hundred and something episodes, um, but I do have a podcast that specifically speaks to the Marine Kingdom and um, the, the, the Water Kingdom, um, which is where they derive and originate from. And it is on spirit spouses. And so if you want to learn more about spirit spouses, you can go to my podcast and you can learn more about spirit spouses. Da, 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 da. Let's see. I think we will close out because we're already here an hour, just about an hour and a half. Um, but I wanted to, let's see, she's, 
I wanted to make sure I answered as many of the questions as I could. I hope I haven't missed too many over here on TikTok. I'm going to breeze through here. Um, Someone over here on TikTok, Holly, if you're still on, I'll answer this for TikTok because I think I got most of my questions from, from YouTube. She says, when praying for someone... Is it okay to call out, command out the demonic spirit or ask the person first? You do not have to ask the person, but you should ask them to pray first. <laughs> Hopefully you've already received permission to pray first um, over them because uh, the, the, the question looks incomplete. But prayerfully you have asked the person to um, pray for them. And then, yes, it is absolutely okay um, in the prayer um, if you're praying deliverance prayer, if you're praying a prayer of deliverance or you feel unctioned by the Holy Spirit to um, deliver or cast out the demon, if they begin to manifest, um, some people are not ready for deliverance. And so you may have to discern if this person is even in position, postured or in a place for, to be delivered um, to get the demon cast out or not. So that's another part of prayer um, and what you're praying for, who you're praying with are they a believer are they an unbeliever um it will this be to the benefit and or will it be to the detriment of this person and so sometimes you may have to get some background a little bit of history um and also make sure you're discerning by the spirit um how to proceed in prayer so we're not we're not exorcists we're not just walking up and down the street dragging demons out of people um and that sort of thing so yes pray if this is someone who's in agreement who's a believer who is okay with this demon be you know being cast out um because you don't want them to put them in a worse state you don't want to put them in a worse state um if they're not in position or posture for deliverance so um yes you can command the spirit you can call out the spirit you can call it up bind it up you can rebuke it and cast it out you absolutely can. So Desiree, thank you for joining. She said, this is my first time on. It was good, good. <laughs> Glory be to God. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Desiree. Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow us so you know when we are live. We may do another um, live Q&A soon. I want to thank all of you who have come on. And, and as we were answering questions for you all tonight, glory be to God. Um, Naomi Lane, God bless you. Thank you for joining. As she says, you have booked a deliverance with us. Yes, you have. Um, oh, it's your first time on too. Okay, yes. Come back, come back, come back. We love having you all here. We love engaging and chatting with you and having you all here. So I'm looking forward to partnering with you, woman of God, um, for your deliverance. So glory be to God. God bless all of you. Cece Cooper, thank you as you're thanking me. Evangelique, Janelle, all of you. Apostle Ron, for all of you that come on, join, that serve, that sow, um, that pray for us. Thank you for keeping us lifted um, as myself and, and my team. Um, have come together to help those um, come to the knowing and the knowledge of Christ and to be delivered and set free for our goal here, our souls, our goal, our souls. Greta Lynn Ray on TikTok. I love you back. She says, I love flawed and free. <laughs> so uh, we love you back, Greta Lynn Ray. Good, good evening. Good evening. And God bless. So I am excited to tell you that as we continue, we will be doing more deliverance talks. We offer, we also offer one-to-one 
one deliverance here. For those that don't know, um, you can go to theflawedandfree.com. If you feel you are a candidate for deliverance, we will partner with the Holy Spirit and we will reach back out to you myself or one of my wonderful ministry team members you see right here before you. Um, they will reach out to you and we will get you going with receiving one-to-one deliverance if that's you. And you're like, you know what? I think some of these some of these things y'all talked about tonight, I might need a little help with myself. And if that is you, you can go to our website. Everything is electronic. You can complete your application online, theflawedandfree.com. You can go to the deliverance tab and we will reach out to you to assist you and to help you um, with your journey to deliverance, right? Because this is a journey. This is a journey. So we will partner and co-labor with you. If that be you, we would love to help you. It's free. We don't charge for deliverance. If you feel led to sow into this ministry, we do receive sown seeds of support um, here at Flawed and Free, but we do not charge for deliverance. We do not charge. We don't do drive-through deliverance here. Okay, so you can. there are churches where you can go to an altar call and receive deliverance. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but we do in-depth deliverance here. We do in-depth deliverance here. Um, and so it is a process here. It's a process of fasting. It's a process of purging. It's a process of preparing. There is a process to deliverance here because we're not just delivering you. We are invested in delivering your entire family and freeing you and helping you to become the bloodline breaker for your family. So we deal with a lot of ancient, ancestral, authoritative demons and generational curses. So yeah, we dig our heels in here and we roll our sleeves up and we get down and dirty with you, right? <laughs> we get down on the flow with you. We pray with you. We co-labor with you. We help you. This isn't just, you know, we say a prayer for five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes and send you up the road. And so we plan to really help people to not only be delivered, but to be discipled here as well. And so we have a number of things that we have to help you be disciplined, to grow and to mature and to spiritually um, in Christ. So we don't just leave you hanging with deliverance. We have a community of freedom fighters just like you who are delivered in the process of being delivered. We want to see you healed, delivered, made whole and set free. Thank you, Desiree. I love you too. She said, she said, you real, real. <laughs> I don't know if I ever heard nobody say that. I didn't heard people say I was real, but she said, you real, real. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Um, yes, yes, yes. Glory be to God. This is I, I love some of these comments. These are funny. She said this ministry for sure, the real deal. I'm a testament. Thank you, Shamika. Thank you. To God be the glory, honey. To God be the glory. To oh, Desiree on TikTok said, because people be fronting. <laughs> Sis, they do. They do. I yeah, I can only speak for myself. I just listen. I just mind my business, drink my water, and do what God tell me to do. And that's all I'm gonna do in Jesus' name. So some like it, I love it, some don't. It is what it is. Um, but God bless you. I love you. 
I love all of you. Catch the replay. Um, if you came in a little bit late and you missed some of the Q&A, we'll be back. We'll do it again um, another time. We will come back. Make sure you click the notification bell on TikTok or wherever you're following so you know when we're here going live. We don't want y'all to miss us here going live. So God bless you. May God keep you. Make sure you continue to press and pray till you see what you say. Listen, stay on the wall, warriors. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for listening and allowing us to be a part of your spiritual journey and growth in Christ. Listen to fresh new episodes weekly on Wednesdays to be equipped with the tools, knowledge, and strategies needed to dispossess the enemy, take dominion, and be delivered into the promises of God. No more wilderness wanderings, warriors. Walk in your purpose and discover your identity where you are free to be me, flawed and free. If you were blessed and empowered by today's show, we would appreciate your sown seed of support through donations and charitable giving as led by the Holy Spirit. You can go now to theflawedandfree.com slash give. That's theflawedandfree.com slash give. Or you can cash app us at dollar sign flawed free on Cash App. We are a nonprofit organization with a 501c3 designation. So all gifts, donations, and sown seeds of support that are given are also tax deductible. Thank you for your seed, for we know that it is placed in good soil, and we pray that you agree. So God bless and live your best life in Christ. Love you later. Till next time.